Angie has made it easier than ever to connect with skilled professionals to get all your jobs projects done well. I absolutely love this because, you know, if you own a home, it can be really hard to maintain. It's hard to find people that can help you for a big project or a small. Well, whether it's in everyday maintenance and repairs or making dream projects a reality, it can be hard just to know where to start. But now all you need to do is answer that and find a skilled local pro who will deliver the quality and expertise you need. Angie has over 20 years of home service experience, and they've combined it with new tools to simplify the whole process. Bring them your project online or with the Angie app, answer a few questions, and Angie can handle the rest from start to finish. Or help you compare quotes from multiple pros and connect instantly, which means you can take care of just about any home project in just a few taps. Because when it comes to getting the most out of your home, you can do this when you Angie that. Download the free Angie mobile app today or visit Angie.com. That's A-N-G-I dot com. Be a part of the best pro wrestling podcast today by supporting the Going In Raw Patreon. You can enjoy access to the live taping of the show, exclusive merchandise, and patron-only episodes, and so much more. Support Going In Raw today. Click the link in the description. This is the glorious one, Bobby Roode, and you're watching Going In Raw. Hey, friend, Steve here. And Larson. And welcome to Going In Raw, the only pro wrestling podcast you're going to be listening to right here at youtube.com forward slash Steve Larson. And available wherever fine podcasts are. If you're on the iOS podcast app, be sure to leave a rating or a review. It really helps us in the charts. And, of course, if you're on YouTube, hit uh, subscribe and notify. Yes. A little bell. I think there's still a notify bell. Is there still a notify bell? I don't know. Make sure we have audio. We have audio. like Bobby Roode. We have audio. All right. Hi, everybody. How are you all doing today? Hope you guys are doing good. And, of course, go to the Patreon at patreon.com forward slash Steve and Larson if you want to support the show and uh, catch. So we're doing this live stream here for Hell in a Cell because it's a Monday show. We always do our Monday shows live for everybody. Correct. If you want this uh, live streaming experience uh, for the Raw Recap, SmackDown Recap, and NXT 205 Live Recaps, uh, it's a $5 a month, and you get all those live streams. Every single week, and you also Correct. get access to. Ooh, forgot about that today. We got to shoot non-news. Oh yeah, do you have no non-news? Of course not. It's non-news. I don't have notes for non-news. All right, it's a really great show. We're also at prowrestlingtees.com forward slash going in raw. We got plenty of good designs there. Some I might say are great designs. Yeah, those are pretty good ones. Yeah. And then we're going to do more also. Yeah, soon. <laughs> all right, all right, all right, all right, all right. Let's talk about this hell in a cell, Larson. It was, uh, it was a fun show. Um, I thought this was, I, I don't have like a rundown of like uh, pay-per-views for the year, but this was one of the better ones for sure. Yeah, it was. We're, it, we're in October, and this was, definitely, this was definitely a standout show. Definitely in terms of just uh, the quality of the individual matches. Yeah, I kind of felt like it was a takeover. Like, you know how takeovers, like, these days kind of have so-so builds, and then they always put on amazing pay-per-views or shows? Yeah. Um, It kind of felt like that, because the build to to Hell in a Cell, I was very underwhelmed by. Um, and, uh, and well, I thought the, uh, the build up for the Shane, uh, Kevin Owens match is good. The New Day and Usos. Mm-hmm, yeah. Their feud has been awesome. That, you know, that, that feud's been fantastic. I felt like the AJ Corbin tie thing was interesting. It wasn't terrible. Yeah. But it wasn't great. 
you know, SmackDown yeah. just has not been on a great role lately no. in keeping their weekly show every Tuesday, like, you know, tight and entertaining. And I felt like there's been, especially in the case of Dolph Ziggler, especially in the case of the world title scene there with Jinder Mahal and Shinsuke Nakamura, so much of it has felt repetitive. And when those segments go as long as they do, it brings the entire show down. And so SmackDown, in my eyes, hasn't been uh, as good as Raw lately, which is kind of a turnaround from um, how it had been up until a couple months ago. Yes. Um, And so maybe part of it is expectations were low, but a big part of it was there was just some plain good wrestling. Yeah, and some good storytelling. And some really, really good storytelling um, almost across the board uh, with a, a couple exceptions. And the reason why those exceptions stand out so much is just because not necessarily they were bad in their own right, I don't think, but just that it really hold a candle to some of the other matches. Right, yeah, yeah. That yeah. happened. Yeah. The bar was set uh, pretty high very the early bar. on. Very early on in the show. Uh, yeah, let's talk about the pre-show first, um, and we'll talk about our predictions as well within the context of the results. What came to fruition? Uh, Hype Bros took on Hype Bro took on uh, Gable and Benjamin. They they Gable and Benjamin they've only really been seen that much mm-hmm. lately. They sort of put them together. I I, I I'm not going to keep on going back to our fantasy booking suggestion of uh, but it's good. But it's a really good one. Shelton Benjamin coming in as a heel, teaming with Gable and Kurt Angle's kid. Um, the, the American Alpha to be a heel faction mm-hmm. to the New Day. Mm-hmm. I think that's a great idea. That would be, but that would be good. So I'm not going to go would back have been to good. it. And I just did what we got instead is Gable and Benjamin. You know, maybe they're just keeping them off TV while they figure out their tag team chemistry. Well, I think in ring because what we've seen on TV has been a little rusty in terms of the chemistry. A little bit, yeah. But I, I think they're further not along. Rusty, just getting to know you. I think they're further along in terms of their in ring work as opposed to their character work. Their, their character work is non-existent. Yeah, there, I mean, there, there is nothing. I mean, they pretty yeah. pretty quickly they they managed to to devise a a, a team finisher. Mm-hmm. That's not bad. It's yeah, kind of power bomb. Yeah, bulldog type yeah. deal. That's okay. It's it, honestly, it's just been the little things. Yeah. It hasn't been like the big picture stuff. It's been the little. It things. It feels like they're sorry. I didn't mean, to interrupt you. Um, their matches feel like uh, just. Uh, one-on-one matches is kind of crammed together in one match. Yeah, Because, yeah, like, yeah, Gable yeah. comes in, he does his thing, he tags in yeah. uh, Benjamin, he does his thing. Yeah. And the only time they really work together, for the most part, is when they do their finisher. It kind of just exposes how how underrated, I guess, or how much tag chemistry really needs to be developed over time. You can't just stick two guys together and expect them. I mean, even Hype Bro had their NXT run to really develop that chemistry. Like, you need to, you need time to develop that stuff. Yeah. And, uh, I mean, you, you look at, like, Heath Slater and Rhino, that's kind of a, a different, like, that's that's kind of the exception that proves the rule because they had really good chemistry, but a lot of their chemistry was character-wise. Was character stuff, yeah. And so, um, but also they're, you know, especially Rhino's a veteran of, like, 20 years or whatever. Mm-hmm. So is Shelton Benjamin, I get that. But especially in the you know, on the part of Chad Gable, I wonder if going from uh, – one very athletic partner who he's very used to, to Shelton Benjamin, who, you know, I mean, we've always said that Jason Jordan kind of reminded us of, like, a younger Shelton Benjamin. You know, it's not the same thing. You can't just swap one in for the other and expect, you know, the the same exact chemistry. So that's yeah. just going to take some time. Yeah. Uh, there's also a lot of rumors going around um, before Hell in a Cell that this would be the Hype Bros' last match together. Well, that was one of our predictions. It was. And that, that still could be. Yeah. I mean, this match could be the catalyst for their eventual breakup on SmackDown 
Tuesday or next Tuesday, the mm-hmm. Tuesday after that, whenever they manage to find time to put them on the show. Yeah. Um, but I was really surprised. So it'd be, this was a decent enough match, and, and Gable and Benjamin went over as we predicted. Mm-hmm. Um, Zack Ryder took the pin, and pretty much right after the pinfall, we got maybe 10 seconds of that of Gable and Benjamin celebrating, and then to the pre-show panel we went. We didn't get to see any of the aftermath between Ryder and Mojo. Right, right, right. Apart from, you know, what you kind of make out in the background, mm-hmm. which I was kind of disappointed by. I was hoping there'd be a little bit of something. Tease of anything. Do we know if there's been, hold on, YouTube, WWE, was there any fallout? Like, there oh, I didn't know Fallout things. Let's see. Because usually they have, and I didn't check their Instagrams, they let a lot of stuff play out on social, <laughs> on social media, media these days. Um, it's going to be before that. Um, but, no, yeah, you want to see it also. You know, I mean, you need to see it on screen. I would, I would, think, I would think they would have to show that. Uh, let's see here. There's the up, up, down, down stuff. Doesn't look like it. Am I, yeah, this is Fan Nation. There's Rusev. Oh, so, oh, there's the kickoff. Okay, well, here's a minute long. But that's before, before the match. Before. All right, never mind then. Yeah. So I don't see any fallout stuff with them. All right. So maybe I'm maybe saving I, it all for SmackDown. Yeah, that could Tuesday. be. That could be. Uh, who knows? I mean, I don't know. I feel like the tag division needs some. They need some some depth. They do. So it'd be interesting if they were to break up Hype Bro. There's not a lot of room for for two additional singles wrestlers. No, there's really not. So I don't know. I don't know what they're gonna do. I maybe mean, maybe creative's just content to to ride out this New Day USO feud for another six months, which is great because it's been off the charts awesome so far. But at a certain point, they got to move on from that. Yeah, I know. Some of you, some of you might be wondering why I have a pink microphone. As much as I love, uh, oh, partially. For uh, breast cancer awareness, but uh, that was only because I made the decision to swap my my yellow, my yellow one because he's sick, and he at first he I had, accidentally swapped mics. Yeah, unknowingly I had his mic, and so I was breathing all over it, and I said, "You probably don't want to have something that annoyingly." Close. Is that what I said? You said annoyingly. No, I think I, I said in, oh, I thought oh, I meant to say inadvertently. Sorry. <laughs> okay. I was like, "I'm sorry, man. I didn't mean to do that." No, I mean, I here's the thing. So I started feeling a little uh, little cruddy last night after yeah. I got home from your place, and I just wanted to sleep. Mm-hmm. So I took a NyQuil, um, and that's great to help me sleep. But the next day, I'm always in a fog. Yeah. So that's what I'm dealing with right now. So drugs in general, I think, treat you like five times more potent than they treat me. Is it because I'm tiny? Why would you say no? You're not tiny. You're a big strong man. Oh my god. You're a big strong man. <laughs> Oh, you're a baby boy. I love you so much. I want to hug you. <laughs> oh, man. Anyways, um, no, it's because I'm a big fat ass. That's why. Uh, anyways, uh, yeah, so uh, Chad Gable did get the pin on uh, on Zack Ryder after their little finisher thing. Like you said, no, nothing with the hype bros breaking up, so we'll shut up, Discord. So we'll, um, yeah, hopefully yeah, we'll, we'll see what happens. I would, I would, you know what, you know what? Uh, worked for Daniel Bryan and Kane is uh, couples therapy. Yep. Tag team couples therapy. Yep. Maybe we can get some good stuff out of the hype bros with that, although they already have the fashion files. They're kind of a comedy tag team. Yeah. I don't know, man. they got to do something with these guys. Yeah, they don't. If the hype bros are going to stay together, it doesn't seem like they're going to head in a comedic direction. Yeah, no. Based it, on what's, it's actually there's been so much pensive mojo raw. Very dramatic. It has been very dramatic. Dude, I don't know what to do, dude. He sort of reminds me of Hilton, dude. Uh, anyways, uh, to kick off the show, we had a New Day promo. 
and they were kind of setting the comedy stuff aside and being intense. Mm-hmm, yeah. They kind of knew with the match they were about to get into, they had to be very serious. Well, that was some foreshadowing there because oh, wow. that was a brutal. That, that was one of the more brutal Hell in a Cell matches. And it's so funny because you know we had two Hell in a Cell matches last night. And they were both fantastic. Mm-hmm. They both told great stories. Mm-hmm. Neither which overlapped the other. Nope. This was one of the best. Have we seen? I know we had to. We've seen a tag team. Didn't we see? We've seen tag team. There was DX. DX against, versus uh, Legacy. 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 Yeah. yeah. But I don't, I don't remember that, and I can't imagine it was better than this. No. Nope. Um, but this was, again, I mean, and, and the, the good thing is, People are so tuned into this feud at this point because that was one of the things that I noticed on Twitter while sort of checking the going in raw feed is so many people were talking up this as, you know, sort of a benchmark. Should it have gone on first because then everybody else had to follow up with it? Um, Are they going to keep this going? Blah, blah, blah. And obviously with the Usos going over, they are, but let's talk about the match. There were some amazing, yeah. and hugely creative moments during Yeah, there really was. And, and uh, I'm happy you mentioned the creativity of this match because that really was the hallmark of it mm-hmm. more so than, you know, so often you have these Hell in a Cell matches and it's it's they just try to be brutal. Yeah. But usually it just means smashing people into the cage or throwing things, people off the cage. Yeah. Like, remember, wasn't it last year, wasn't it Rusev, Roman Reigns? Yeah. And Rusev kept on hitting him with the kendo stick on his, like, vest. Yeah. vest and it was like, why are you doing that? It doesn't make any sense. Hit him yeah, on the head. Well, I mean, the finish was kind of creative. or oh, not, the, not quite the finish where Rusev had Reigns in the accolade with the chain yeah. across his face, on in the, his mouth, on steel like steps. On the steel steps, yeah. yeah. So that was kind of creative. But I mean, like, but I, I catch your point, though. Like, uh, th- this match, at the beginning especially, had some comedy moments when uh, Xavier Woods... Got the uh, small little gong out underneath mm-hmm. the ring, yeah. and then uh, broke two trombones over Jay Uso. Yeah, but at no point was it really played up for no. comedy. No, it no, was, no, no. They, they were using these comedic elements or these comedic, you know, uh, weapons or foreign objects, whatever you want to call them. Um, and at no point did Big E or Xavier Woods, who were the two people inside Hell in a Cell, Kofi was on the outside, which I told you during the thing was kind of surprising because Xavier was just coming off of a kind of... Yeah, a he had a knee brace yeah. on still, yeah. Um, but, man, I mean, they I think they really made the right decision. Like, Kofi's known more for his very athletic, high-flying mm-hmm. kind of mm-hmm. stuff. And in this match, you want somebody like Xavier Woods, who I think is more of a, a, a creative wrestler, you mm-hmm. know? Mm-hmm. Um, <clears throat> like, when he brought the, the gong out, you know... My first thought was, oh, he's going to put it right by his head and hit it. Mm, yeah. But that's not what he did. He hit it, and then he bashed him over the back with yeah, it. Yeah, yeah. So you, you get you tease maybe a, a comedic spot, and then immediately you don't get it. You get something that's brutal. saw some of the best suicide dives. Like, oh, we have to go man. back to our debate show this past Friday and talk about... Because uh, I, I had mentioned Big E's mm-hmm. suicide dives before. But it's kind of a suicide dive slash fear. But some of these were just His, The amazing. one he did early on the match on Jimmy Uso was great. Yeah, it was really just and it's full bore. And it seemed like the cage was closer to the ring. Mm-hmm. I mean, the height was the same, but it seemed like there was less room between the edge of the cage and the, and the apron of the yeah. ring. Because <coughs> when Big E did that suicide dive, it just launched himself and yeah. he straight into the cage. Yeah, but he, dude, he was not pulling, like he was not slowing down. He was not measuring himself. He no. was going full bore. So it wouldn't surprise me if it was the same amount of distance. It's just the velocity there was just Oh, it could be. Crazy. It just seemed like it was a little tighter. Because I, I wonder if they have like the ability to extend it or not. I would think they would just have the one cell. Yeah. 
Yeah, I know, right? Store it. Yeah. We're not using it and then yeah. bring it back out. But you never well, know. We saw, we saw the giant empty space at the archives mm-hmm. when we went there. Mm-hmm. We had a question about that real quick. So we did our Sunday archive show. Or I'm sorry, our Sunday archive show. We have a new show where we go to the archives. <laughs> no, we did a, our travel vlog uh, from our trip to the WWE archives um, in L.A. And, uh, and somebody had No, the archives weren't in L.A. I said and LA. Oh, sorry. I thought you said in. Um, and we had a question from... I uh, stopped taking NyQuil, apparently. I guess so. Awful AJ said, uh, what other WCW items besides the splotch logo signs did you or did you ask any questions? Um, there was a great... The tour guy, I forget his name now. He was Ben. Was it Ben? Ben sounds right. Um, but he was, it was a, he was a great tour guy. I think he's been there for a while. He was like 2010 or something he's been there. And uh, and he was a fantastic tour guide. He was showing us everything and telling us about everything. Well, that presidential seal was uh, something Ric Flair used in WCW. Uh-huh. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I don't know. It was just you know, here's this, here's this, and yeah, there there were a couple cool little stories. Like he was ta- he showed us like a, a ring that was used at Madison Square Garden. Garden. Yeah, like Bruno had used yeah. it. So uh, it was cool. But I mean, most of the stuff that we found interesting, we put into the into mm-hmm. travel. Mm-hmm. Anyways, I'm sorry. Back to this. Um, a lot of kendo sticks in this match. Yeah. A lot of kendo sticks. Yeah. Uh, the Usos um, were the first, at least according to my notes, to to really employ them when they uh, broke a couple across Biggie's back. Right. Um, and then, you know, what was left of them, they, they broke over their knees and threw them out of the ring. But I think there was, they each used one on him and then jointly, mm-hmm. right correctly. Yeah. Um, and then after that, there was this great spot where Big E did like a, uh, Uranagi on Jimmy Uso, mm-hmm. uh, throwing him off the apron mm-hmm. and then Rizy threw him down the mat. Uh, Xavier Woods sprinted over and did like a backbreaker yeah. across his knees. Which that was, was like painful for like super dangerous to both Jimmy and, and Xavier Woods because we're looking at Xavier Woods and we're like, dude, you're just like your knee is like, it's still braced up. Yeah. He's what? Two weeks removed from being cleared yeah. in ring action. I know. Yeah. But that was really cool. I mean, you could tell these guys sort of all got in the ring beforehand and like... Oh, they worked all this out. Worked sure, all this yeah. stuff out. It was so good. Um, let's see here. And there were a bunch of, there were a bunch of near falls. Uh, New Day hit up, up, down, down. Uh, Jay broke up uh, the pinfall there. Um, there is this... My, one of my favorite moments, that, and I was like, that is very creative, was when they put uh, Jay... Uh, wait, which one was, was trapped in the, yeah, Jay in the corner. Oh, yeah. They put him in the corner, like, Jimmy was laid out, and they back up Jay into the corner, and they put the kendo, because there's like a ton of kendo sticks. They put a ton of them. Xavier Woods pulled like six out from underneath the ring. And they, they fastened them, like, into the cage, like, basically imprisoning him in kendo sticks up against the corner of the cage. And I was like, that's, and one of them, like, across his face like this, so it was echoing the whole... Uso penitentiary theme that we had coming into this, yeah, which was really really cool. Yeah, it was really. And then awesome. they, of course, they go to town on Jimmy. Eventually, uh, Jay gets out and he's able to uh, he's able to to get back in the game. Yeah. Um, at a uh, one point, uh, Big E was on uh, Jay Uso's shoulder. Oh, and Jimmy yeah. did that suicide dive and like drove uh, Big E's back kind of into one of the support rails mm-hmm. next to the door of the cell. Yeah. Not a whole lot of give. No. And then uh, both the Usos do a double splash on Big E. He kicks out. Kicks out at two. Then they handcuff um, Big E to the turnbuckle. Uh, then they handcuff Xavier Woods with his, I think, hands. No, his hands are in front. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But, uh, then, but then they. Oh, yeah, they had him up around the ring post. Yeah. And they just started taking shots. Oh, my gosh. And at one point, I think he, like, he, he tried to headbutt or he, like, kicked. 
uh, one of the Usos, and then they both started laying in at the same time with the kendo sticks. And uh, Xavier Woods, but and then there was like another spot later on with more kendo sticks. Yeah, yeah. And uh, Xavier Woods posted on Instagram a video. huge welt across Just like nasty abdomen. Yeah. It was fantastic. It was, it was a really huge, huge, welt. very effective, you know, and very like we said, creative and brutal. Um, yeah, yeah. So they had Xavier Woods. Uh, he was he was on the ring post. They were hitting him with the kendo sticks. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, Big E, you know, he got he got freed from the turnbuckle. Yeah. Um, got involved, um, and then uh, later on, both the Usos, yeah, in the ring, were using the uh, kendo sticks on Xavier Woods. Mm-hmm. He came into the ring. Even before that, uh, Big E got in the ring. Was kind of uh, like hulking out a little bit. Yeah, he was throwing. Uh, he was throwing uh, belly to belly overhead suplexes yeah, yeah, yeah. to, to the Usos left and right. But then the Usos got the upper hand again. Xavier Woods comes in, drops some headbutts mm. while they're trying to use the kendo sticks. But then they do a joint uh, kendo stick hit on him there. Um, uh, Xavier Woods, sorry, Big E gets back in. Jimmy kicks out of a big ending. Mm-hmm. Um, super kick party from the Usos. Yeah. Had a, a couple single super kicks and then one in stereo. Mm-hmm. Um, the Usos hit a double splash on Xavier Wood, but, uh, oh, sorry, on Big E. Xavier, Xavier breaks up the pinfall. Then they put a chair on Xavier, hit the double splash, and the Usos go over. Um, so it was hard fought, brutal match, great storytelling. So it was so good. And we're going to get we're gonna get a lot more of this. Yeah, let them feud for the rest of the year. I know, why not, you know? Um, yeah, it was absolutely fantastic. Uh, I can watch these guys wrestle all the time. Yeah, but uh, the only problem now is how are they gonna? What are they gonna do to top this match? Uh, well, I, I think TLC. They're very creative. Well, that's a raw pay per view. That's a raw pay per view. Can't do that. What's next up? Uh, Clash of Champions. Yeah, that's in December. There's Survivor Series. Oh, Survivor Series being out. November. Okay. All right. Well, there you go. It'd be kind of cool if they did a, a brand versus brand thing where it forced the New Day and the Usos to team up. Mm-hmm. Like, I could see Daniel Bryan maybe doing well, they that. They could do that. Saying, like, you guys have proved you're, like, you know, a cut above everybody else. So I'm going to go ahead and team you guys up, mm-hmm. force you to be on the same team. You guys need to rest from beating each other up. And you're going to take on, I don't know. D-Bar and the club. C-Bar and the club. There you go. Because I want to see somebody who's bringing this up on Twitter last night. They want to see Kevin Owens and Sami Zayn versus uh, Rollins and Ambrose. Oh, that'd be good. That's Survivor Series. But I imagine that it's going to be a shield thing at Survivor Series. Yeah, I would think so. Yeah. Uh, yeah, I'm curious to know. I mean, Lesnar's advertised for Survivor Series. So he's oh, he is. So he's defending the title. Okay. But apart from that, the undercard, I wonder if they're going to do elimination Survivor Series matches or they're going to do just one of those and they then what they do last year they had Raw versus <coughs> Smackdown yeah that was fun that was fun that was cool I really liked that that was it. I mean that, that's the good thing about that's the, the 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 successful aspect of the brand split is they really do pay attention to brand continuity you know like yeah. keeping them separate I mean even when we interviewed Breezango and we showed them the going in raw logo. They poo pooed it because they're not. It's not a. It wasn't going in SmackDown. Yeah, it was SmackDown yeah. guys. So you gotta appreciate that. So I remember last year when they showed up, when the Raw guys I think invaded SmackDown or vice versa. Maybe it was vice versa because he had Dean. Um, it was cool. It was neat. You know, it's like ooh, cool. So anyways, uh, next up we got an AJ Styles interview. This I don't remember. What happened here? It was pretty quick. Okay, I don't really remember much about it either. All right. 
Oh, he was um. Oh, he was. He, he was, was saying, upset that there was a triple. No, no, that was no, on no, Talking he, Smack afterwards. No, but he was like, "Yeah, it's fine. I'll uh, I'll, I'll defend my title. I mean, it lessens my odds of winning, and now only a thirty-three percent chance to win." Because yeah, we forgot to mention to there was the during the pre-show tie was inserted into the U.S. title match, making it a triple threat in a comedic segment with Daniel Bryan when yeah. they started doing each other's chants. Yeah, yeah, it was weird. Daniel Bryan, he was. You can tell he was. Uh, it's not that Daniel Bryan isn't phoning it in. That Daniel Bryan he's overdoing is it. hamming it up. Yes, he's overdoing it. it up. Uh, Next, Rusev versus Orton. Nothing really. Special no, about nothing this really match. that special. The best, the most special part about this match was Rusev's uh, video on uh, WB.com beforehand. Hoodie Rusev. Oh, that was so. Hoodie Rusev wins. He said, "This is the rubber match." The one is one ver- is one on one or it's one to one right now. So whoever wins this wins at life. But I'm Hoodie Rusev. Hoodie Rusev wins everything. Yeah, great. But he didn't win this match. Or <laughs> he didn't win this one. Yeah, he was uh, he was close to uh, getting him in the accolade, I think. And then Orton yeah, 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 down yeah. and then did like a pop. There was that spot there towards the end, yeah, where uh, Orton was down. Rusev grabbed him by his arms and pulled him under him to set him up for the accolade. Yeah, and yeah, then yeah, Orton yeah, reversed. Yeah. That was actually there were a couple of interesting spots in this. Yeah, match. no, it wasn't it wasn't a bad match. It's just I mean I'm not gonna. I'm gonna beat a dead horse, but it was just a pretty typical Randy Orton match. It was, and it's like I don't, I honestly, I don't get the, I don't get the. Rusev has all the work. He's he's got, he still has a long career ahead of him. Yeah, you know, and I'm I'm sure if Randy wanted a long career ahead of him, he could have like still a lot more time because he keeps in phenomenal shape. Um. And I haven't heard him talking about retiring. But when you hear him on the podcast, on the Edge and Christian podcast, say that even he's tired of doing the babyface thing, then it's like, why, then why are we even, why are we doing this? Like, yeah, why I are know. we doing this? I you know? know, it's like Rusev obviously has all the ingredients to be a big player, a major player. And you're just going through the, you know, going through the motions I with know. this Randy Orton stuff, know. you know? And on top of that, Randy Orton, I mean, you know, SmackDown kind of needs, like, big heels. And he just sort of occupies his own space where you never really think, like, he already did the world title thing with, you know, Bray and then Jinder. He already did that. And so he occupied, and he's not going to, what, he's going to fight for the U.S. title? I don't think so. So he occupies this weird territory of, like, just this, I don't know, this limbo vacuum thing. Yeah. I don't know. I I just don't get why they're doing it. I mean, it's obvious. It's just sort of, okay, well... We don't have that. I, I I think that they either have a certain thing for Rusev or they don't know what to do with Rusev. I mean, that sounds silly, but no, I definitely think it's the case where they they aren't sure what they want to do with Rusev. Yeah, I mean, because you heard the rumors before Jinder got his push that at least part of that push was potentially um, supposed to be mm-hmm. for Rusev. Right. So yeah. I don't know, man. I'm looking through uh, quickly other results from other pay-per-views. See if anything necessarily compares. Um, in next terms up, of across the board quality yeah, yeah, action. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, next up, we had uh, Ty Dillinger versus Baron Cor. Baron hey, Baron Corbin. Corbin. You know all these people out there saying, "Where's your briefcase? Where's your briefcase?" This shoving this in their face, the internet people. Well, the U.S. title's fighting all, but it's not WWE title. Oh, world title shot. No. Uh, versus AJ Styles. Um, Great match. 
No, a lot this of fun, fast-paced action. I, I mean, it's it's so bizarre that like here we get a fantastic and look, I'm taking nothing away from Ty or Baron Corbin. They both completely did their part in this match. You just always think of AJ Styles as like one of the best wrestlers on the planet. Yeah, oh, he, he was did. he was selling a. But it's awesome. like we're coming off we're coming off a very un- surprisingly very surprisingly underwhelming feud with Kevin Owens. Yeah. And now he's in this thing with Baron and then Ty gets involved. And you kind of never got the feeling that oh this was going to be a barn burner. But holy crap, this was a long match that they they did a lot in. Yeah, yeah. Especially uh so the beginning of the match uh both AJ and Ty turned their focus to Baron. Mm-hmm. Uh they want to get him out of the match. Baron mm-hmm. just kind of rolls out of the ring. And so there's this whole section early on that was just AJ and Ty, and I had never seen Ty Dillinger work that fast to pace. This was one of the best Ty Dillinger matches yes. I've seen. Certainly, it's his best since coming up to main oh, roster. Oh, easily. That's not saying much because he hasn't had much to work with on the main roster. But uh, no, but was, he delivered. Yeah, he did absolutely. <coughs> um, eventually, Corbin got back in. There was a lot of kind of trading off where two people would wrestle, another person would would you know be tossed out of the match, back, be yeah. incapacitated in some fashion. Um, uh, but then there's a couple sequences where all three of them are in the ring. Um, there's one where uh, AJ and, and Ty were go- was going at it a bit. Uh, AJ uh, hit Ty. Ty turned around, super kicked Baron, and then AJ responded with a Pele kick, I think. Yeah. Which sent Ty backwards inadvertently. Yeah. Inadvertently. Inadvert. Not annoyingly. Inadvertently covering Baron and got yeah. a two count out of it. There's a lot of really great creative sequences like that during yeah. this match. Again, yeah, no, you you just said it right. And again, another match with a lot of creativity going on. Mm-hmm. There. That was that was really fantastic. A couple of cool uh, moments there. Did you mentioned the top rope choke slam from not yet. I haven't mentioned that. And Corbin, there is a top rope choke slam. Yeah, like AJ was Corbin going up for some sort of springboard move, and mm-hmm. Corbin caught him, mm-hmm. and then choke slam him off the top rope. God, it hurts my back when I. It was think crazy, about that. and AJ was selling, 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 oh, selling, big time. Selling. But again. Again, it wasn't like cartoonish selling like no. we've seen from like Dolph Ziggler. This was selling that like just made you kind of hurt. Yeah, you know, he takes a lot of bumps on his shoulders. Yeah, he does. Yeah, I know. Ow, I know. Um, AJ hits his springboard 450 on to Corbin. Ty comes in to break up the pinfall mm-hmm. at the two. Um, finish saw AJ hit Ty with a phenomenal forearm. Um, goes for the cover. Corbin like boots AJ in the head several times to kick him out of the ring. Yeah. Um, covers Ty, gets the win. Yeah. New U.S. champion. Yeah. Really fun match. Um, in the end, despite what Baron said, he resorted to shortcuts mm-hmm. to win the title. Yeah. The finish was indeed a shortcut for him. Oh, yes. But, you know, the bottom line is he's got... I'm, in, I'm, I'm U.S. In, champion now. I'm U.S. now. You're not me. Well done, Baron Corbin. Good job, Baron Corbin. And <laughs> uh, he was good on talking smack. I Man, I was bummed out. On Talking Smack, we got Renee Young and uh, and Pete. We didn't get Daniel Bryan. What? I don't remember. I don't think Daniel Bryan's been on it the last few times because Lawler was on even... the time before. Oh, yeah. What is that? Maybe they just got tired of Daniel Bryan going off script too much. Oh, that's probably the case. Man. Because he seemed to really like doing Talking Smack. I, because I think he got to go off script yeah. like so under the radar, but not anymore. It's a bummer, man. It is a bummer. Because, like, uh, Uso showed up, and they're asking, they're they're really bummed out that Pete Pete was there, and they kept on saying, we want Daniel Bryan and his, uh, <laughs> we want, we want D-Beat. 
Something like that. Oh, that's great. We want his beat. That's funny. <laughs> that that probably tickled the hell out of Daniel. Oh, Bryan yeah. If he saw that. <laughs> uh, let's see here. And we had uh, Charlotte versus Natalia, which was shaping up to be another fantastic match. Like, we know these two know how to, they've done it oh, yeah. for every uh, woman's title imaginable in existence. Uh, now it's for the SmackDown title. Um, pretty much immediately, once the bell rang, Natalia was going after Charlotte's knee. Mm-hmm. Yeah. She worked that knee the entire match. And right. I don't know if Charlotte... A lot of people on our, our uh, stream chat yesterday was, were convinced that Charlotte was actually hurt. Mm-hmm. Sweet um, beats. That's what they call it, Karen. It's sweet beats. Um, but if she didn't hurt her knee, yeah. that was a spectacular sell job mm-hmm. the entire match. Even down to when she went up to the top rope um, at least twice, once to try the moonsault, once to actually hit it, she didn't use, I think it was her right leg. She yeah. just hopped up on yeah. her left leg. And even like the finish, so the finish... Saw Charlotte uh, drop a moonsault on Natalia on the, to the outside. It was a fantastic spot. Natalia, after selling a bit, gets up, gets a chair, and starts blasting Charlotte. They yeah. throw the match out. It's yeah. DQ. Charlotte DQ. wins, but yeah. she doesn't get the title. Um, what did you say the next paper? The next time Survivor Series, but they're probably going to do the – well, maybe you're going to do the horse one. Well, I mean, if Charlotte's potentially injured, that match's not happening. Well, I know, but I don't know how. I mean, dude, if she if she got injured, it wasn't on the moonsault. No, it was before that. It was before that. If she was able to land a moonsault, I mean, I suppose it could have exacerbated the injury, but I, well, I'm saying, I can't imagine it being an injury that would take her all the way through, like, next month. If she blew her blew out her knee, yeah, she's out for six If she months. blew out her knee, she wouldn't have done the moonsault. I there's No, there's not a chance. If she blew out her knee, she wouldn't have done the moonsault. Are you kidding me? Like, you see how she lands on those things? Oh, I know. Um, it felt like but if she blew out her knee, then a lot of the stuff she did in that match she wouldn't be able to do. The point we're getting at, though, yes, is that it felt like the match finish was rushed. Yes, it felt or improvised. There were no other. Okay, okay. there's there's really no reason for Natalia to do that because for the most part she was in control of that match. She and and you know her finish is the sharpshooter. Sharp yeah, and so that right there, that right there is is kind of like a Bobby Ruchinsky NXT storyline. You know, it's like you take advantage of your opponent's you know misfortune right there, either injuring your leg or you injure the, your opponent's leg, and then you go after that. So there's, I mean, there's room for a clean. Maybe they don't want Charlotte to 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 take the clean. Lost. Yeah, yeah. Um, well, but, do this. And, and do there, this. Were, there were no other DQs on the card. No, do this then. Um, have that spot. Have Natalia get Charlotte back in the ring and have her work that knee some more. And don't do a tap out finish. Do the pass out finish. Mm, yeah, you could do that, or you could do um, a ref bump on the moonsault. Yeah. Have Natalia then blast her with the knee. Roll her back in. Ref comes to. And then she taps her out. Yeah. Because I'm I'm okay. Like tapping out is fine. If 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 you're like a superhuman person, you can still tap out. I love the pass out. Don't get me wrong. But if you've been blasting the knee like a million times with the chair. Yeah. And you know, so I'm I'm okay with that. I'm just and understanding there's no other DQs on the card. I guess they would have. Hey, okay, we can have one match with the DQ. Yeah. Just, this is a really bunk DQ. It was just it was it felt rushed. And so like all morning we've been looking. Did, did they have to finish that quickly? Is Charlotte I know, I know. injured? What if, what if uh, Natalia... And we couldn't. We couldn't find What if Natalia had done this? Instead of getting a DQ finish, uh, like slapped the sharpshooter on Charlotte on the outside and just yeah. taking the count out. Yeah. But did it to uh, inflict more punishment on Charlotte's knee? Mm-hmm. That would have yeah. been effective, too. Yeah. So I think at the end, I think what, I think what they were trying to do was show a, a different level of viciousness from Natalia, mm-hmm. which I guess is why she grabbed the chair. Yeah. 
but yeah, it just made the finish seem rushed and really kind of unnecessary. Right, 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 right. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so that was kind of the one that that was one of the just the finish because the rest of the match was really good. But that was kind of a low point um, of an otherwise great pay-per-view. Right after that, we had the fashion file. Oh, that was fantastic. Um, it was back to basics. So we had heard they were going to be doing... To be. To We had heard they were going to be doing... They had shot some Pulp Fiction stuff, some Pulp Fiction parody stuff. And we didn't get that, but we did get at the end of this... Well, we got a hint of it. The, the tease that that's the, what we're going to get Tuesday. The briefcase and all, yeah. And so, I mean, a lot of this, this week's fashion files is them sort of making fun of the fact that they haven't figured out because they, they first they closed the case of 2B. Of 2B. And I think, was 2B the, the office trashing? Because they kept on referring to, we've got that guy in jail. Yeah. And they, they haven't, that, it was a joke that they didn't say who it was. Yeah. <laughs> so then, and then uh, the Ascension come in, uh, poorly disguised, mm-hmm. and hand uh, Tyler Breeze a poster tube. Mm-hmm. And he looks at the tube and says, tube, tube. B, tube, tube, B, tube, tube, B, tube, tube, B. Yeah. And then he says, we locked up the wrong guy. Yeah. And then Brizango says, no, we have to reopen the case. <laughs> yeah. A, they can't, and so the Ascension are disguised, and they're standing right there, and they start, and they say, well, you can't tell me, it can't be the Ascension after all this. Well, no, they pull up the poster from the tube. Oh, yeah. The Ascension poster. We want to be your friend. friend. Yeah. yeah. And I said, maybe it was the Ascension. No, they're too ugly. They're idiots. They smell. And then the Ascension say, hey, guys, come on. And they take out their disguise. That's mean. Yeah. I don't know. It was, it was uh, a I think it was, uh, who's the larger of the two? Connor? Connor. Yeah, how do you not know that? He's literally part of your Golden Powers. Okay. Or your super top notch. No, Golden team. Powers. And he goes, you two should be ashamed of yourselves. <laughs> <laughs> that was awesome. Uh, so, I mean, I don't know. I, at this point, like. I think they're kind of making fun of the point that we all kind of care. That we yeah, all I know, think I know. like this absolute ridiculousness should be resolved <laughs> in any way that makes sense. But they're making fun of the fact that it's going on forever. Exactly. So I don't know. It was it was so silly, but it was it was just a joy. Those guys are great. Uh next up we had the world title match, Shinsuke Nakamura versus Jinder Mahal. Um Jinder, of course, came out. You notice this. The Singh Bros, the Singh Brothers, they had their, everybody had powder blue. They had the powder blue, but it was it wasn't quite. It was like more of an electric powder blue. Powder it, blue it popped a little bit more. Powder blue, powder blue. You were saying powder blue. I was saying powder. No, I know what you're saying. Powder blue. I said yeah. powder too. I just didn't oh, say. Oh, okay. Um, but I know it was a powder blue. But it was a bit no. It had a little more. It was. It was. It wasn't just like a like a powder blue like this. <laughs> it had a. It had a little bit of this in it. Yeah. Kind of like a teal. But more blue, like take this yeah. plus this. Right. You know, yeah. like. Yeah, desaturate some of the green in there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Got it good. It popped. Yeah, it popped a little bit more. Yeah. Anyways, they look great. Yeah. Um, so they come out. This match was better than their SummerSlam match. It was. This was this was not a terrible match. And it's so funny, man. Everybody everybody in, in the chat, everybody on Twitter, oh, they're burying Shinsuke Nakamura. No, they're just building it up. I mean, I, I like this. because Here's the thing. Here's the thing. In order for the match, in order for the win to be what we need it to be, to be a true sort of, and I know you can consider the end of this shenanigan-esque. Yeah, a little bit. But I thought it was a fairly clean ending. Well, there's two, there two aspects. Clean finish, there's right? two aspects of it that kind of protected Nakamura. One, 
Um, well, let's go back a little bit. So towards the end of the match, uh, the Singh brothers start to interject themselves. Little Nate, Charles Robinson, the referee, mm-hmm. yeah. um, ejects the Singh brothers from ringside. He kind of starts walking up the ramp with them. During that, Nakamura hits Kinshasa. Yeah. Um, but the Singhs manage to uh, distract uh, Charles Robinson just enough. It takes them a, uh, a few beats to get into the ring to count the pinfall. That allows uh, Jinder enough time to come through, grab the rope. Before that, early in the match, uh, Nakamura is going for a knee drop of some sort, and Jinder moves. Nakamura's knee hits directly on the uh, mm. pad on the outside. So when the finish happened, uh, Nakamura is going for the, another Kinshasa. Jinder gets out of the way. Nakamura's knee hits the turnbuckle. Mm. Jinder takes advantage of that, yeah. hits the coloss, gets the win. Yeah. So it was, it was two aspects of it that kind of protected Nakamura yeah. a little bit. Yeah. But it wasn't as ridiculous. Number no, one, no, I, it wasn't like the, the Orton matches. No, not at all. And, and that felt so repetitive. It helps a lot that they do book the coloss strong. Mm-hmm. I did think that they should have had Nakamura kick out of at least one and then maybe Jinder go right back into another one yeah. um, to build for their next match. Look, Jinder's going to get the title up there the next time they fight. I can almost guarantee that. Nakamura. Be Nakamura, you mean. Nakamura, sorry. It might be at Starcade. I could see them maybe. Could you imagine like them doing a world title switch? That'd be something else. Especially one on this level. But I don't think they do. I don't really do that for, for Nakamura's first. Have his, yeah, his yeah, first world title win at a, at a house show. No, I know. probably not. I don't think so, but it could happen. <laughs> if, they really want, if they really want to do these type of you know like major house shows and, mm-hmm. and you know actually give them names a la pay-per-views, yeah. that's the way to do it. Boy, it'd kick up a shitstorm, though. I mean, talk about bearing Nakamura, your world, their first world title win on a house show. I don't know how I feel You know what, like if they want to put... I mean, I, I, from a business standpoint, I would understand to a degree if they if they feel like the house show attendance is down and they want to kick it up. Mm-hmm. You know, having these unexpected title changes happen to house shows, it right. gives people a sense, oh, anything can happen at these live events. Maybe I should go. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I get that. Yeah. Um, I don't necessarily know if I think that's the right move, but I understand it. Yeah. No, I know. Uh, going back to the match, or going back to just the general scene, um, I think a finish like this, which is a step closer to being a cleaner finish, yeah. makes Jinder look a tad stronger. Oh, we yeah. got to see him hit a clean coloss, and Shinsuke couldn't kick out of it. So you get, you get that image. <clears throat> but you need... My, my thing is this. My personal thing is this. You need a stronger Mahal going into the title switch for the title switch to be as big a moment as... As it should be. And I swear to God, if they go back to that, you know, racist let's look at his face thing uh, on Tuesday, yeah, I'm, no. I'm tapping out. Yeah, no. I'm, I'm tapping out. I'm saying you guys are completely, you lost at this point. Yeah, yeah. Because that's not the way to go. No, it's not. You need you need some, some quality wins. If that's the direction they want to go in, in terms of Mahal going strong into a title switch, they need some Mahal victories clean. They did it with Mojo. They did it with Ty. They need to get back on that track where he can do that Yeah. Um, in order for the Nakamura title switch to make sense. I get that this is Hell in a Cell. There was our, you know, we had the huge Kevin Owens Shane moment. Maybe they didn't want to overshadow the that moment with what should be Nakamura's time in the spotlight. Yeah. That could be the case. You made all those points in the predictions episode. Yeah, yeah. You were right about all that. No, I think, I think it, it, if Nakamura is going to get the title this year, it's probably going to be a clash of champions. Okay, yeah, yeah. That's what I think. I mean, yeah. a lot of people were talking about, I guess there have been some promotional materials for the India tour um, saying Mahal was a two-time 
champion. I read this morning that's been changed. So I don't know if that's something that someone just made a mistake, um, uh, or if that was the idea at some point that Nakamura is going to the title between now and the India Tour, mm-hmm. only for Mahal to get it back. Maybe they changed their mind. Mm-hmm. I don't know. Mm-hmm. Um, they have that title match at Starcade, which is the weekend or two weeks before Survivor Series. I'm always, whenever there's marketing stuff like that, I'm always under the impression that the right hand simply doesn't know what the That's left entirely hand is possible. doing. Like, it wouldn't surprise me. I, I have no idea. Maybe they run a tip-top ship, and I don't I don't know. But it wouldn't surprise me if that was just more along the lines of, oh, Mahal, yeah, he lost it to Orton once and then got it back, right? Yeah, I think so. Okay, it's a two-time. <laughs> yeah, I know. Yeah. I know. <laughs> Like or literally, you know, like one is right next to two. <laughs> one, yeah. Typos or, happen. Yeah, they say former ones are, are you know, one-time WWE. Yeah, I know. <laughs> I know. So. <laughs> oh, man. But, uh, but yeah. I don't know how much we actually talked about the match. You talked about the finish, but. Yeah, know. no, I went through cover the match. Right. And, and yeah. yeah, I agree like with I you. It was, a, it was a better match. It was better than the Summer Series. Far better. Summer Series play match, yeah. Um but yeah, you're right. If if the idea is to to build Jinder up more, he needs to have more clean wins mm-hmm. on SmackDown. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, have him have who who are some upper mid card faces he could take on? Oh, I don't know. Well, Ty's stock has risen, so you could theoretically yeah. do Ty again. Yeah. You could do. I mean, Sammy's in his own thing with Kevin Owens at this point, so you don't want to mess with Sammy. No. Um, I don't know. I have the hype bro. Have the hype bro split up and take them on. In there you go. Subsequent weeks. There you go. Have uh, Rob Gronkowski. Yeah. Apparently. There you go. Yeah. Does he want to wrestle? No, but I read somewhere that Ginger still had a problem with him getting involved in the Andre the Giant Memorial Battle Royal and costing him. Wait, a shoot or is that kayfabe? <laughs> well, it's probably kayfabe. But <laughs> okay. All right. Did, did Ginger... It was literally a situation where I saw the headline. I was like, okay. <laughs> no, okay. Maybe he just said something in an interview or something. Yeah. I think, okay. I was going to say, oh, the dirt seat's got it. <laughs> Gender is privately upset about a K-Fame thing. Oh, man. Anyways, uh, next up we had probably, and this, I, I hate saying this, but Bobby Roode and Dolph Ziggler. Uh, what is with all the all the, 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 the sleeper holes, man? I mean, if, if Dolph's gimmick is I can do what nobody else can do in the ring, I mean, anybody can do a sleeper hold. I could do a sleeper hold like on you right now. Rudimentary wrestling move. <laughs> you could do a sleeper hold on me. I'm pretty sure they learned that day one, and they probably don't even practice. They just have a worksheet. Yeah. Uh, this is how you apply Sorry, the, the gender quote about Gronkowski was from Sports Illustrated. Okay, right on. It says he has unfinished business. Yeah, all right. That's your WrestleMania match for Jinder Mahal against Gronk. I'm down for that, man. Oh, heck yeah. Keep keep gender, keep gender strong, man. You know, just take that title off him, but keep him strong. Um, okay, so we totally called the entrance thing, although it bummed me out. So they 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 put on Dolph's music. They had Titantron record scratch. <laughs> the record scratch. What is this, Benny Hill? Guess so. A record was a ten for the win circa 2011. We had a record scratch a lot of them. Um, they <laughs> they did a record scratch, and everything went to dark. Went dark. Not the light. Not the house lights. But everything like no Tron, no, music, no Tron yeah. anywhere. And he just comes out. He just strolls out. Um, uh, it, they shouldn't have put on his music in the first place, and he should have just been wearing black tights. Yeah, you know, then that'd be trunks, black tights, no, no graphics, vest, no, no branding, graphics. none of exactly. that. Exactly, agree. Wrestling one hundred and one. Yeah, after, after Rude's entrance, there should have been about, about at least a ten-second pause, mm-hmm. and then he just comes out. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, that'd have been good. Um, by the way, Bobby Rude's. Uh, I don't know. I think we've probably seen it before, but man, that robe looked glorious. 
I my word is amazing. I was like to say amazing, amazing. Glorious. Like the amazing. Glorious is his thing. I say. Oh, amazing. I know, I know. But this this amazing. just played out like a pretty typical Dolph Ziggler match. So this is probably the match we're going to get the better rematch on Tuesday. I hope so. That's what I'm thinking. I think we're probably going to get a slam bang match on Tuesday. Um, I'd even like to see this in the main event on Tuesday. Something like a huge, like a 30 minute. Great match. That would be good. Like an Impact Wrestling level match. Iron Man match. Yeah. GFW type yeah. match. The, despite the fact that this match was kind of uh, typical Dolph, the uh-huh. uh, finish was interesting because there was a series yeah. of roll-up attempts that they were each reversing and trying to grab the trunks. Mm-hmm. And they must have done three or four reversals until yeah. Bobby Roode um, got enough of the trunks, I guess, to get the win over Dolph. Yeah. So it wasn't... As, I mean, Bobby won, but it wasn't necessarily a situation where Bobby was dramatically better than Dolph in the ring. Right. In the end, they both kind of resorted to cutting some corners to win. Which is, which is I think, a storyline appropriate finish. I like that. You yeah. know, they're doing the exact same thing. It's just one guy was slightly better than the other. Yeah. Um, and then did you mention that the right after he, right when Bobby's music kicked in, Dolph gave him the zigzag? I didn't mention that yet. That was the next note. He did that. He gave him the zigzag. Sometimes I start formulating my own thoughts while you're finishing up. That's called chemistry that I can do that. But then sometimes I don't hear what you say. Anyways, uh, next up we had one of the best Hell in oh, a Cell we skipped, matches. We skipped over a Kevin Owens interview where uh, Dasha asked him a question and he excused her and then gave a very intense promo. No, it was a good promo. I just I didn't pay too close attention because like I started to listen and then I think Alabama came in or something and I just uh, I was like yeah I just kind of feel like he's saying like you know he's just getting the crowd up on their feet for Hell in a Cell. Selling the match. You know what man didn't matter. I didn't need I didn't need that promo because that match was enough for me. That match I cannot. They had the crowd in the palm of their hand multiple occasions during this match. This match was laid out so perfectly. The only qualm I have is so small, and it's just Shane McMahon doesn't know how to do a worked punch. Yeah, his punches are so silly. But beyond that, oh my god, this match was spectacular. This match was storytelling. 101, and then, I don't know, the advanced classes. It was fantastic. It was really good. Man. Um, so, uh, right away, of course, not only was this a Hell in Cell match, it was a false Count Anywhere match. Right. Um, so, right away, uh, bell rings, Shane does a sliding drop kick. Sorry. Shane does a sliding drop kick onto Owens as he gets in the ring, sends him outside the cell, bell rings, match starts, cell is wide open. Mm-hmm. They fight a lot on the outside, eventually make their way back inside the ring, mm-hmm. door is locked. Match, start, you know, like the Hell in a Cell match right. portion of the match starts. Um, Kevin Owens did a rainmaker. I Steve. saw that. I know it was great. I know Shane misses the shooting star press. Another uh, tradition of Shane. Oh these yeah, days. I know that's like the flare go top rope thing. Oh, I know. And he lands like on his freaking knees. Man. I know he wears knee pads. Yeah, I know, but still, it like looks like later on in the match he's pulling. I mean, his he knee only pads wrestles up. like what three times a year. Yeah, so whatever. Um, there was this kind of awkward spot where uh, Owens went for a pop-up powerbomb and Shane kind of reversed it into a triangle, kind of. Yeah, you know what? MMA, it was a little clumsy getting into MMA it. MMA can be kind of clumsy sometimes. Oh, Not yeah, everybody yeah. can be Demetrius Johnson. True. Did you see that that uh, suplex into the armbar that he did on at yeah. UFC 216? Did you see that guy? Oh, not, no, not at 216. Was it pretty crazy? Oh, wait, was it just this past one? Yeah, it was just this past oh, one. Oh, no, I didn't see that thing. Yeah, he, um, what was it? He was going to give him like a German suplex? No, it was a belly belly. I forget what it was. In any event, he was about to suplex a dude, and then he like just he like went into an armbar. It was pretty great. That's awesome. Yeah. Did you see that uh, video of the guy making a guy tap out with a Boston crab? 
<laughs> yeah, I did. That was fantastic. It was something else. <laughs> um, so, anyways, that 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 kind of uh, concluded the in-ring portion of this match. You see that girl pooper pants? No, MMA <laughs> match like I didn't see that. No, <laughs> she made fun of herself on Twitter. Oh, okay, so good for her. We well, kind of have to. <laughs> yeah, like they're rolling around and then you see those poopy. Ew. Poop is funny, people. Poop is funny. It's also gross. And you know what? I ain't got if I if I went in the octagon, I'd probably crap my pants too. So I'm oh, not I would saying too. I'm, yeah, I'm yeah. not laying judgment on anybody. It's just no, funny no, no. to see poop in a ring. <laughs> it's it's funny. It's grody, but it's funny. Gross. It's, it's definitely grody. Grody says <laughs> that. Um, Owens powerbomb Shay on the ring steps. Yeah, and it seemed like at that point the match uh, really kicked up. A notch. Yeah. Um, Owen sets up a table against the uh, side of the cell. And, dude, I cannot, I cannot. Put Shane on it. I can't undersell Kevin Owens' performance during this. I mean, Shane was Shane was just a sweaty, swollen, hot mess. Yeah. But that's the that's Shane. He's yeah. just, like, instantly, he turns purple. He's like, Brian, instantly he turns purple. He's profusely sweating by the time the, ring, the bell kicks off. And he's just doing crazy crap. But Kevin Owens was such a masterful storyteller mm-hmm. with his with his facial expressions, with his body language. Well, even just the velocity with which, I mean, like the, this cannonball spot where he sets up Shane the table, like where the table's was, braced yeah, against... Full sprint. Yeah, against the cell. He gets in the apron, runs, and does a cannonball. Shane gets out of the way, so Owens goes to the table. Yeah. I mean, yeah, he went full sprint off that Dude, apron. It was, yeah. He did not hold up at all. It was so intense. And there were moments, there were dramatic pauses in this match, like most obviously when he's when they, he went up on the top. Yeah. That dude, the entire. That's the that's the beauty of what Hell in a Cell can be mm-hmm. is you have this ominous thing that you can use to play with the audience's emotions, yes. and nobody ever does this. This match, by the end, and we'll get back to the details, but by the end. By the end, we feel like we've seen something special. Yeah. And I can't say that about so many other LMSL matches. I can't say that about, like, Seth and Dean when they did it. I feel like that could have been something special, but it just felt like they were just simply building to the big spot. Yeah. This wasn't – there was a massive spot at the end, but it wasn't all building to that moment. There was a storyline, and it goes back not just beginning of the match, but to the build-up to the actual There were match. many layers to that story. Yeah. So, yeah. So, yeah, there's a cannonball spot. Uh, Shane got out of the way. Owens goes to the table. Um, Shane pulls the garbage can underneath the ring. Sets up for the coast-to-coast, hits it, goes for the pin. Owens gets his foot on the rope. Mm-hmm. Uh, at this point, Shane gets some bolt cutters Yeah, and uh, cuts the uh, chain on the door. Well, wasn't, he, wasn't he asking the the ref to open the door? Oh, yeah. For, he, he said at one point. Yeah, he gets the OMG moment. I know, I know, I know. Yeah, yeah, We were wondering what the OMG moment was to get out of the cage. Yeah. But then, well, apparently he's just going to ask. It's, it's diplomacy. Yeah. Um, but ref said, uh-uh. No. Shane gets some bolt cutters from underneath the ring, cuts the chain, mm-hmm. door is open. Yeah. Um, Owens DDTs Shane on the the ramp and then crotches him mm-hmm. on the cell door. Yeah, um, they work their way around the cell and the crowd started chanting "No more kids" at that point because he, he did the balls. Yeah, yeah. Um, they work their way around to the announce table area. Owens headbutts Shane onto announce table and then he gets on the barricade, sets up for a sprog- frog splash, mm-hmm. pauses, looks up to the top of the cell. Yeah, and we're all thinking. No, no, don't do that. Don't do it. And at that point, Owens milked this for everything it was worth, and it was worth a ton because the entire, like, our entire chat, Twitter, everybody was sitting there. Oh my God, is this going to happen? Like this is terrible. Yeah. So he climbs up to the top, 
And man, <laughs> again, it was a great shot. He climbs to the top, turns around, and it's like he's on his knees, and the camera's looking straight up the cell, mm. and he leans his head over to look to, 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 to judge the, the yeah. distance he has to go. Yeah. So he stands up, ready to do the frog splash, but he can't do it. Yeah. He can't bring himself and to he's, do it. And it's like, but he, he, there's such a process there of his thought, you know, there's such a thought process there that he's telegraphing, and he's like trying to get up the sack to do it, and he's like, ooh, you know, yeah. and the whole crowd is like, Oh my God! Oh my God! Is he going to do it? And he it goes all it? the way back to him talking trash to Shane right. about all you do is jump off of things. Yeah, exactly. And he and, can't bring himself and, to, do it, to well, finish off Shane. Well, on top of that, though, there's also the element of you know, on, uh, he says that, and then he does it also on Twitter. And he said, you know, somebody tweeted him, "Hey, Shane, remember this?" And he said, "Yeah, he jumped off the cage and he lost." And so there's also an element of, well, traditionally, if somebody comes off the cage, they're going to lose. Yeah. You know, it's not a smart move to do that necessarily. But my God, I really want to put my body through Shane right now. Yeah. You know? Layers. Depth. Layers and depth, people. So as Owens is processing everything, trying to gather up the fortitude to, to do a frog splash off the cage, Shane comes to, um, and he starts climbing the, cha- the cage as well. So everybody starts freaking out again because now it's like, oh, God, now we're going to be on the top. Yeah, and they were for quite a, quite a long amount of time. Yeah, everything they could. They did a power bomb. They did back body drops. Um, Owens, Owens did a senton on the cell. A senton, yeah, that thing was, it wasn't, and the funny thing, it wasn't like flat sturdy, it was bendy sturdy. Yeah. So it's like people, you know, he would go on and like, it would, you know, bend downwards. Yeah. And I felt like it's been more sturdy, like flat sturdy before, but maybe I'm wrong about that. I mean, it's this chain link fence up there, it's going to give. Yeah. Um, mm-hmm. So eventually, uh, yeah, Owens hits a pop-up powerbomb on Shane on the cell. Uh, Owens says, all right, I'm done up here. I'm going to climb down. Mm-hmm. He makes about halfway. Um, Shane uh, climbs, starts climbing down too. They fight inside, mm-hmm. and Owens is the one that goes to the announce table. Right, yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, while the EMTs check on Owens, Shane climbs down, sits at the foot of the, the cell, thinks about going for the pin, picks Owens up, puts him on another announce table, looks up. We're getting the elbow off the cage yeah, again. Yeah, yeah. So he climbs up. Again, people start freaking out. Nobody wants yeah. to see somebody die. No. Um, Shane goes for the elbow. Mm-hmm. Sami Zayn pops up out of nowhere, magically appears, yeah. and helps Kevin Owens get off that table. Shane crashes through the table, misses the elbow again. And you see, you can see the replay of it. Sammy makes his move right as Shane leaps off, and doing a after all that, I would imagine doing a sit up. And I'm not talking about Kevin Owens' shape necessarily, but for anybody who has even the toughest of core muscles. After what they've just been through, doing a sit-up in that, like, less than a second and getting out of the way of Shane crashing down, you know, not even talking about Sami Zayn having to come in and execute, like, oh, get him out of the way just in time. They executed this to perfection in front of 20,000 people, whatever it was, 17,000 people. I cannot stress how amazing that sequence was. The timing was impeccable. It was fantastic. And the fact that Shane... At this point, still, I mean, how are you, anybody's able to do it in the first place? You got to think about, like, the coordination it takes. 20 feet up in the air, you look down, and you have to hit a, a, a section of the table that's like, what, this? Maybe a little bit bigger? Yeah. It's like, we've seen the, the, the gif of that one fella. Oh, I know. Who came down, tried to hit a table, and just splatted in front of it. Yeah. I mean, the, 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 the measure, the, the margin of error here is so thin. Yeah, I know. It's I know. insane that he hit it again, and they had, apparently the tables were, like, double padded or something like oh, that, okay. triple padded, um, which, you know, helps, 
but you it's know, not going to keep it from hurting. Still, you know, the dude lands on his shoulder. Oh my god! Well, I know that, that's what WWE posted that he had a separated shoulder, broken ribs, and neck trauma. How much of that is right? 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 Kayfabe. Right. Yeah. Who knows? Yeah. Um, so, anyways, uh, EMTs immediately come out check on Shane. Mm-hmm. Um, Sammy's still kind of selling the, the 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 moment look on his face is obviously what did I just do? Yeah. But then he takes Owens, drags him over to Shane, um, rolls Shane over, mm-hmm. places Owens on top of him, and gets on the ref, says, get down there and count this pinfall. And he does it in a very rough manner. So instantly everybody, and the ref does, uh, Kyoto or Nate, I forget who. Yeah, it's Kyoto. Uh, yeah, uh, counts three, and uh, Kevin Owens is your winner. Um, he's helped to the back, and Shane is stretchered out. And the, they, they cut to a couple of close-ups of Sami Zayn, which is this great look of, of There's con- conflict. Yes, internal conflict going on. And so it begs the question. I, I do not see this as a straight-up Sami Zayn, Kevin Owens on the same page, heel turn type thing. It's going to be very interesting. Number one, I really would love to know whose idea this was, where the storyline is headed. Was it because I would be so I would be I would be not surprised at all if this if Kevin Owens sort of came up with any of this. From what I understand, he was him and, and El Generico used to help each other out in terms of bookings and storylines and stuff on the indie yeah. circuit. Yeah. It wouldn't and I've always thought to myself, you know, it wouldn't surprise me if Kevin Owens, once he reaches a certain level, is going to try to reach down and bring Sami Zayn up with him. Mm-hmm. And I wonder if this is that moment. Could be. Where we're gonna get not just, oh hey, we're a couple of evil heels now. It's Sami Zayn and Kevin Owens, who are essentially family, and in, in the lead up to the Sami Zayn has always been there, and he's always stressed that this was the guy that was my ride or die, and I will never, and, and, and I know him, and if he's able to do the things that he did to me, Shane, what do you think he's going to do to you? Yeah. But the stress was always on, this was my best friend, mm-hmm. and that trumps everything. Yeah. And I think that's what the story's going to be. I just don't know where they're going to take it. And I know. It also throws a wrench... I don't know about throws a wrench, but it definitely takes the – if they do want to send Kevin Owens to Raw, now is not the time. Oh, that's not going to happen. Now is not, not the gonna time. Happen. So we have to get through something with this. I don't know if it's yeah. going to be a it's tag not, team between these two guys. Kevin Owens isn't going to Raw anytime soon. The, the bottom line is everybody, if you want some fan service, which we're getting right now on Raw with the Shield, if you want that amount of fan service on SmackDown, you're going to team these guys up. Somehow, some way, you're going to get them on the same page without compromising their characters. Yes. And because that's what people want to see. They want to see these guys on the same page. Ever since, you know, for the first 10 minutes of Kevin Owens in NXT, he was best friends with him. And that's yeah. what people want to see. Yeah. And from then on, it's been, you know. It's just been fighting. At odds. Yep. But I, I do not see them straight up turning Sammy heel. I think. There'll be layers. I don't know. I, there's going to be layers in depth, and I, I don't know what. And in this case, I love that I don't know what I'm looking. I'm actually Agreed. really looking forward to Tuesday. Agreed. So it should be coolly cool. It should be. Looking forward to it. Yep. Anyways, um, is that it? That's it. That's the show. All right. Well, thank you, everybody, for tuning in. We really, really appreciate it. And, uh, yeah, until next time, we'll talk to you guys later. Bye.